Welcome back into another episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Benhandel, and in this episode, we got a special guest, uh, Mark, who is with me for another edition. And this episode, we will be doing a little bit uh, different uh, format to it. Uh, all Wisconsin sports, we're just going to do a little bit of everything. Uh, we're going to talk about the Brewers season so far, uh, Bucks off season, and the Packers off season. So the Brewers are well into their season um and there's still a, a, a really good ways you know to go but they, they are about 55 games in so um pretty good sample size to to kind of go go off of and the bucks their season came to a, an unfortunate end as everybody knows uh at the hands of the celtics who are now in the finals and up one nothing in the series We'll see if Golden State evens it up uh, actually tonight uh, when we're recording. So hopefully that happens and, and everything with that. But the Bucks will have an interesting offseason uh, with how they want to do things. We'll get more into that um, coming up. Because last year, obviously, we all know they won it all. This year, um, in their encore, they, they, they couldn't quite uh, get, get, get to the end where, where they were champs. So they lost unfortunately but hey they won it last year and they got you know pretty good pieces in place and they still have a really good chance of winning it in the in the seasons to come so we'll dive more into the bucks offseason in a little bit and then the packers they have an offseason too um that were kind of in the dog days of i mean the, the summer um just started but we're we're in the hot stages of the summer and it, as far as football season um, we're in OTAs, so you know n- not a whole lot comes out of it. But once they they start the, the training camp process, then um, much more will uh, start to come out. So we'll talk about that. They made some uh, coaching decisions, some changes, and some a few additions too. And also we'll dive into the draft, um, who who they were able to get in the draft, and what we think about that. And Mark, we're gonna try and do this in about half hour. So um, let's, let's try to keep to that but uh you know a little bit of for the brewers bucks and the packers and then in future episodes which we will be getting uh back into the big a sports show grind um it's been off for a few weeks um just been busy with different things but hey that's no excuse we, we got to get back to it we got to get back to talking sports and that's what we will do especially when it comes time for the football season um definitely you know do weekly previews then and also throughout up until that point and, and into the future with uh, episodes p- periodically as well. So without further ado, we will get into it. Uh, Brewers, they're 33 and 22. They just lost to the San Diego Padres three out of four. But you got to keep in mind two things. They are very injured right now as far as offensive players. And they just finished up a grueling stretch of games where they were playing, you know, double digit games and, you know, not, not many where they, where they had off days. So I know they're a professional team and you have to figure that out and, you know, they'll, they'll tell you, Hey, we, that's no excuse, but that is a little bit of an excuse because they, they were doing a grueling stretch, but Hey, they're first in the NL central. So yeah, they lost three out of four, but I think they beat the Padres when they played in San Diego. So, you know, Padres got them back, but the Brewers are 12th in runs scored. They have a fantastic pitching staff, sixth in the um, in the majors with that as far as ERA. 
So before I bring in Mark in, I just think that the Brewers, their pitching staff is elite. Like they have Ashby who is turning a corner and Ashby is still very young. And I'm not going to say he's, you know, the greatest pitcher ever because he's got a ways to go. But early on, he has showed some promise, and hopefully he can keep that up. Um, when he first came up, um, he was you know, kind of only had one pitch. And when that happens, you're typically better off a reliever because you, know, you go six innings a start or seven innings a start with just one pitch. Players in the major leagues, you know, get, get a handle on that. So... Um, and, and are able to figure you out and you, you know, can get, you know, exposed. So he now has three pitches. He's working on a fourth. So hopefully he can get around that in shape. His stuff is nasty. Like he throws upwards of 90 miles an hour and he has sink and cut and he can do, he can do it all. So, um, hopefully he, he continues to, to go. Obviously, you got the Cywit Young Award winner, Corbin Burns. He's doing fantastic. Woodruff is hurt, but he's coming back soon. He's off to a rough start, but he showed in the past he's Woodruff. Hopefully, he can get back to that level. Lauer has done great. Freddie Peralta, unfortunately, got hurt. It sounds like he'll be out a while. But you look at all those pitchers, and they that's an elite pitching staff. And they're all super young, too. Hauser, you, you can throw him in there. Although Hauser is a little bit more up and down, um, although he does have good stuff, and you look if you look at his ERA, um, it's in the threes. It's just he's kind of up and down. Like he'll have a really good start, and then the next start will tend to be where it's kind of you know, he's giving up runs. But he's still got some some good good talent, that's for sure. And Brewers' oldest pitcher in their you know normal staff when everybody's healthy is like twenty nine. So that gets you me- mega excited for not only now but the future if they can hopefully retain all those pitchers. But yeah, that's my take on their pitching. Obviously, bullpen, you got Hayter, you got Williams, you got Boxberger. Those are three reliable guys. But after that, it's kind of, I feel like maybe they they might need to trade for a a reliever if they can. Um, Because after those three, you you have um, a, a little bit of uncertainty. You have a few guys, but some guys are a little bit questionable as far as consistent and and obviously bullpens we know can be very you know up and down boomer bust whatever you want to say from year to year so that is their bullpen and then their their offense they just need to be consistent i feel like maybe they need a consistent you know average guy so maybe that's something that they trade for or something like that i know they've been hurt but i feel like they have a lot of boomer bust guys and yelich has kind of struggled so far um Granted, it's early, but they, they just need some guys who can, um, you know, put the bat on the ball and not strike out as much. Because, um, you know, they, they have guys that can give you the home run, but um, they also ha- strike out at a high clip. So um, that'll maybe be one thing to work on in that department. But, hey, you know, with their pitching staff, their offense doesn't need to be great. Like, their offense can be decent. You just got to score enough runs. So that's kind of my take there. Um, Mark, what are your thoughts? Yep, I agree with a lot of what you said, Adam. The Brewers, they've uh, had a rough stretch the last week or two, but yeah, like you said, they've played tons of games. They've been definitely racking up injuries. The pitching has been pretty good, like you said. 
you want you like uh, Peralta and Woodruff to pitch better. It sounds like Peralta will be back maybe in August or something, hopefully before the end of the year. Um, Woodruff is not not pitching as well as he has been, so hopefully that turns around. I think what's nice about the Brewers is they have so much depth, like you were talking about. You know, they got Ashby, who's a young, promising pitcher. Uh, Lauer has been really good. A lot of people gave up on Lauer right away when they got him last year in the trade from San Diego, but he's actually been like one of the best pitchers in the league that second half of last year and then the first half of this year for the Brewers. So that is encouraging. And then they always have that great bullpen, you know, with Devin Williams, Josh Hader, Brad Boxberger. That's probably one of the best back end um, bullpens that you'll see in the league. The problem is they are kind of boomer bust with the guys in between pitchers and uh, the the closers like Boxberger and Hader and, and Williams. It's the guys in the sixth and seventh inning that, it's really hard to find good people in those roles. You know, we've seen Brent Suter do it in the past. He's, his ERA is above five. Um, Trevor Gott, he is struggling recently. They've had a bunch of other guys that they sent up and down and with injuries who have been middle relievers. And uh, it's a struggle, and I think that's going to be an area that Davis Stearns is going to have to evaluate at the trade deadline. The Brewers have a good farm system. I believe they actually have the best uh, organizational record across single-A, double-A, triple-A, and MLB. So they get good players. If they want to make a run, then they should try to get some bullpen guys. And then, yeah, for the offense, it's it's kind of surprising that um, they're struggling so much. I think the offense is kind of down overall just with um, across across Major League Baseball, but some of these guys' averages are barely above 200, and you would like to see that change. I mean, Colton Wong has declined a lot in the batting average department. You know, of course, it's early. Yelich is 223. Lorenzo Cain really struggling, 169. Andrew McCutcheon barely above 200. So these guys are veterans. It's not like they have not been successful in the league. They have been. They just need to be more consistent. They, but, but some bright spots for offense. Tyrone Taylor has played really well. In his time, um, Luis Arias has given him some big hits. So Renfro is a, a boomer bust guy, like you said, Adam, but he can provide a lot of power. I think Davis Stern is going to have to get another bat to compete. Can they win the World Series with this roster? I think that's a serious question. I think they have some stuff to address, especially with the middle relievers, maybe some more consistent hitting, and then more pitching doesn't, doesn't hurt. But... Um, I guess I say they'll be right in it. They're going to make the playoffs. There's like, I think eight teams that are allowed to make the playoffs for each league. So, which is like more than half. So they're going to be in it. Who knows how far they go, but we'll toss it back over to big. Yeah. I mean, the Brewers, I'm very, you know, confident that they can win the central, although it's going to be tough. The Card- the Cardinals are really good. Um, they're always good. Um, there's not a bad year that they're, you know, just, not good. They're always competitive, which as a fan, you don't like because, you know, it's like, go away, but they're always good. So, um, credit to them. You got to respect that. Although, you know, that their arrival and you don't necessarily, um, you, you, uh, strongly dislike them because, you know, when they go against you, it's, it's, you know, that you strongly dislike them, but I kind of let last few days have, have really, um, 
thought about the Cardinals and how they have some hitters in their lineup. I hate to say it, but they have some hitters in their lineup, like Tommy Edmond, for example. Tommy Edmond hits, is hitting close to 300. I think he's hitting 280 or something like that, but he's hit 300 consistently in the past. And he gets on base, and he's he's basically the reason why they the Cardinals let Colton Wong go is because they knew they had Tommy Edmond who's young and controllable and he can take long spot um, at second. So that was kind of the, the decision there, but he gives you a good at bat. He, he works counts. He's, he's going to put the bat on the ball about nine times out of 10. He's going to put it in play. And they have some other hitters in their lineup that are just like that. And the brewers do have some hitters that are like that, but I feel like they need a few more hitters that are like that. And, that is something that maybe they could address. Um, within the recent years, we love the Brewers, you know, on this podcast, and you know, I'll, I'll always be a Brewer fan, no matter what. But it seems like they always have players that, um, for the most part, are they're either going to hit you a home run or they're going to strike out. And there is a little bit of you know, in between, they'll give you a double, they'll give you a triple, whatever the case may be. But more times than not, they're they're boomer bust. And I feel like they need some average guys. Um, I know Wong's supposed to be that. Um, he's been that in the past, but he's he's up. He's you know he's not you know old. He's still thirty one. Like he's still got some years left, but he, he's getting up there as far as baseball years. Um, and, and you know Willie Adamas has been great before the injury, so hopefully they can get him back and he can be. You know he's typically pretty good you know, about 270, 280 usually, um, you know, when, when he's healthy and everything's right. Um, but outside of that, I mean, Yelich is supposed to be that guy. He's been that guy in the past, but unfortunately for Yelich, I mean, this isn't his fault. He hit the ball off the kneecap back when he got hurt and he busted his kneecap and he's just never been the same since then. And I know a lot of Brewer fans are like, well, what's going on with Yelich? And, you know, I'm, I might not, I may be off on this, but I think a lot of it has to do with when you get a broken kneecap, I've never experienced a broken kneecap and hopefully I never will. But um, when you get that, like that's a serious injury. And um, you know, for any player and he's worked his, his tail off to, to get back and now he's healthy and all that. But um, and he said, he's had some back issues too, that, that have, that, you know, that has been up and down. So hopefully he can get back to, I don't think, Maybe he can get back to his old self, fingers crossed. But if he can just get back to somewhat near that, I think that'd be good. Because um, what he was when the Brewers first got him was he was an all-star. He was unbelievable. Like, he was great. Like, there was a reason why they traded for him when he was, you know, around 26 when he was playing with the Marlins is because he's contact, get on base, 300 hitter, could hit the ball out of the ballpark, could hit tall fields. So hopefully they can they can get back to – um, him being close to that because I think that would, you know, provide their lineup with a huge lift. But other than that, you have Rowdy, who's Rowdy can hit just some home runs, but he's not a great average guy. Like they need some more average players that that can hit for average, and I think that would would do them wonders. And I know that there's a there's a price to that. Like you have to trade some prospects, but as long as like Stearns and Matt Arnold, they, they can figure it out. Bruce GM and, and I think Matt Arnold's very close in working with Stearns. And if Stearns leaves, hopefully he doesn't, but if he leaves for New York, like it's all rumored to be in, in a year or whenever, 
it sounds like Matt Arnold will be the guy in waiting. But hopefully they can keep Stearns, but we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, um, just just maybe work a trade for for a guy. And I know you know those guys are out there, but a lot of you know, other teams don't want to trade those guys. But they just need to find a way to get some guys that can get on base consistently because I think that's you know the the a number one thing that that they have to get right. Um, so yeah, but yeah, um, moving on to the Bucks, and we'll we'll talk more about the Brewers on other episodes. So be tuned into that for for when those come up. But the Bucks, like I said, they lost to the Celtics. So they have some free agent decisions this offseason. They have Serge Ibaka. They have Wes Matthews. They have Pat Connaughton. They have Bobby Portis. Um, Wara's a free agent. Wara's a free agent. Javon Carter's a free agent. Thanasis is a free agent, but he's not a free agent. Like, he's pretty much going to come back because he's going to be with Giannis. But he, for, for, for what it is right now, he's a free agent. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I don't think Serge is back cause he didn't play much in the playoffs and they basically got him as Brooke Lopez insurance because Brooke was coming back from his injury and they needed a guy in addition to Bobby that could, um, play the power forward center. Um, so I don't think Serge is back, but we'll see. I think Wes, you could get back on a, on a vet, vet minimum deal. I think he loves it in Milwaukee. Obviously he's, you know, played at Marquette when he, when he was in college years ago. So hopefully he can come back. Uh, he's a great defender. Um, he, he can hit you an occasional three. Um, but, um, yeah, he he um, he's definitely more of a defender, but his defense is really good, like his very good defense. Um, Pat Connaughton is a guy that I want back badly, and I think that he's going to be back. He said as much in the, um, in the post-game kind of, you know, presser or whatever he loves it in milwaukee he doesn't want to go anywhere else um so hopefully he can you know live up to that and, and you know come through with his word which i think he will he's a pretty stand-up guy um and you know he, he likes it in milwaukee and when you have a team that can continuously go to the champ potentially go to the championship you want to stay around with that versus yeah, you can get money from other places but you can get money from a way lesser team yeah it's more money but you're not going to like it because you're probably going to be losing because typically in free agency, a lot of the lesser teams break the bank for players, you know, because they want their, they got money to spend and, you know, but you have a situation where you can get paid a pretty good amount with the bucks and have a good chance of, um, you know, going to the, going for sure to the playoffs, you know, assuming you have all the in, Injuries aside and all that's good and everything on the medical front's good. And um, going to the playoffs for sure and potentially winning the, the title. So I think he's back. Bobby, it sounds like, according to Mark Stein of ESPN, I think he's still with ESPN. Um, he said, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said it sounds like he's going to, Bobby's going to come back in a multi-year deal. But free agency is, I think, in August, I think it starts. So we got a few months before that, but rumors are that he's back, which is good. I like Bobby. Um, Wara, I think maybe on a, on a small contract could be back. He's, he can, he can fill it up. He's a microwave. You put him in the game. He heats up quick. Um, he's needs to work a little bit on his defense. I think, I think that's been a, a area of, of improvement for him. Um, 
Javon Carter, he was all right. I think if you can get him back in a small deal, yes, but I'm not like p- pounding on the table for Javon Carter. If he decides to go elsewhere, fine. Um, you could get somebody in the draft or you can sign a re- replacement for him. Um, but he did give the Bucs good, good energy with the, when he was with the Bucs, if he continues to stay or not, I don't know. But he did give him a good, a good boost. He's a great defender. Um, just a little bit inconsistent offensively. And then Thanasis, he's got to come back. As they the nickname Thanasty, he's great team guy. Great, great locker room guy. Great, great guy for the culture, obviously. Giannis' brother. So, yeah, needs for the offseason. I think, obviously, they're going to keep the big three, Giannis, Chris, Drew. Um, I know there's been rumors about, oh, maybe they should trade Chris or maybe they should trade Drew. Obviously, I'm not even going to say the person who is not going to go anywhere until his contract's over or forever. His uh, initials are GA and he's number 34. Um, He's not going anywhere no matter what. Um, But I know that there's been some people that are, oh, maybe trade Drew or maybe trade Chris. I say keep those guys, keep the top three, work on the other parts of your roster. Brooke, Brooke's another guy that they have to make a decision on. I like Brooke, but he's coming back from a back surgery and you know you don't know and he's in his 30s. But I do like Brooke. I wouldn't mind him back on a year deal. I know there's been some rumors about Mobamba maybe from the Magic. Um, their, their roster structure is where they, they have a top pick and they're going to go probably with the player that's of his position and they have another young player so do they really need Mobamba um maybe the Bucks make a move there I like Mobamba he's he's shot the three a lot better um he's a great defender him and Giannis together would be outstanding um they could get him maybe Jeremy Grant's been another rumored player who I'm very um high on because he can play multiple positions. He can play a three, he can play a four, he can guard multiple players. And he averaged 18, 19 points a game for the Pistons and no offense to the Pistons, but I think that he would probably want a winning situation over the Pistons where they are and they're um, kind of, you know, their, their team as far as their rebuilding still um, better situation. I think he'd, he'd be all about that. So they got to decide. I think you keep the top three, obviously. No no, no questions there. Um, no no doubt about that. Um, but I think it's the other parts of the roster. I think you bring Pat back. I think you bring Bobby back. Maybe Bobby's a guy they could, you know, because you have to also think if, if they want to trade for a guy, you also have to have the assets to trade for a guy. And if they're not trading the top three, who are you trading? Maybe Bobby's a, a trade candidate. Maybe, although I want Bobby back too. There's there's both ways, you know. So we'll have to see. Um, obviously, the player that you get in the trade has got to be better than what you're giving away, because otherwise, why are you doing the trade if you're going to get either worse or the same? So you have to think about assets too. And they have the 24th pick in the draft. I know typically top 10, top 15 are pretty good but after that's kind of a crapshoot so we'll have to see on that if maybe they could get a rotational piece in the draft i think that'd be good um if they could get a rotational piece um that could help them so we'll have to see mark what's your take 
Yep, it's a big offseason for the Bucks as far as how they want to keep this team together. I agree with you, Adam, that um, they should keep Drew, Chris, and Giannis. They've played their probably one of the best winning percentages in the league with those two, with all those three guys healthy. And uh, I think with Middleton healthy this this year, they probably who knows who knows how they, far far they could have gotten. But, um, yeah, I think they should definitely resign Pat Content. It's funny. A lot of people were very angry that they resigned Pat Content for, I think it was three years, $15 million a few years ago, which is like nothing now with the, with the way they keep increasing the salary cap. And now that was actually a huge bargain, and now everyone wants him back. Well, they want him back because he's a good shooter, gives a good defense. He can play in a lot of different lineup combinations. Uh, Wes Matthews, it would be nice to keep Wes around. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. You know, he's almost 37, but like you said, Adam, he's, uh, can provide tough defense and he's actually one of the, uh, if you look at his, some of his stats, he's in the top 25 all time and three pointers made in the NBA. So he's, he's made his fair share of threes and, uh, he could be useful again for another run. I agree with Bobby coming back, you know, he's, Good offense off the bench. They need a guy like him who can stretch out the defense. Unfortunately, he was not that good against the Celtics, so I think it's worth giving him another shot. Um, yeah, Jordan Wara, I think he probably will be uh, maybe leaving for a, another opportunity. Javon Carter would be nice, like you said, if they keep around. Really good on defense and can harass you know, opposing point guards and make life difficult. And, yeah, I think they will keep the Nasus as long as Giannis is around. Um, some interesting things to consider. They are going to have to upgrade their guard depth. You know, I don't think George Hill is going to be back, so they need a backup point guard, whether that's Javon Carter or somebody else. Some some people have suggested uh, on the there's a website called Behind the Buck Pass. They write about the Milwaukee Bucks. They talked about Dennis Schroeder, maybe a uh, former Hawk, and um, he could provide some offense off the bench. And also need more wing depth. So some suggestions that this site had was um, P.J. Washington and DeAndre Hunter, Royce O'Neal from the Jazz. Pretty much anybody that's you know between six 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 eight can shoot threes, defend the wing. That's what they need. And uh, yeah, Mo Bamba would be great, uh, Adam. I don't know if it's going to happen, but they need a younger center to fill the, the role that Brooke Lopez has. You can't, and especially after him having back surgery, you can't expect him to play, you know, 100 games a year and give you 25 minutes. That's uh, unrealistic. And I, I say 100 games because we're assuming the Bucks will make a deep playoff run, as long as they got the big three, of course. Um, and then also, I don't I don't know if we mentioned it yet, but Darvin Ham leaving for the uh, Lakers. Um so there's an opening on Coach Bud's staff, but I'm sure there'll be lots of people uh, knocking at the door, trying to get in there because Bud has a good program going on, and obviously people like Darvin are getting coaching opportunities. Charles Lee is, I think, maybe he's second in there. command. Yeah, yeah, Charles Lee is still there. Um, he's probably will get some head coaching for offers. Now. Yeah, for now, he is there. Let's see what Utah does with their new. Yeah, yeah. Breaking news for our listeners: Quinn Snyder is not going to be the Jazz out. coach anymore. So we'll see. Yeah, that could be we'll a total. But if he gets interviewed, yeah. he leaves, we'll see. Well, if he does get the job, you heard it first here on Big A Sports Show. Yeah. Uh, but, yes. Uh, and then the draft, you know, just because they have the 24th pick doesn't mean they can't find someone good. They, there's plenty of options available. And um, John Horst is usually good at um, 
at finding finding ways to improve the team. Whether, Diamonds in the rough. Diamonds in the rough, yes. Unfortunately, the Bucks have had a pretty awful record as far as drafting in the first round. Yep. So let's hope that turns around and John Horace finds somebody. But anyways, if you're just looking at the big picture, people uh, just appreciate how good it is that the Bucks are you know, top five, top ten team in the league. We've been wait, we've been waiting for this moment for like twenty years, you know, yeah. since two thousand one. So please, you know, and keep it in perspective. They they got Giannis and they got good building blocks, so they, they should be fine moving forward. And keep up the positive spirit regarding the Bucks. We'll toss over to Biggie. Yeah, the Bucks. I mean, I'm excited for the off season. Obviously, like Mark said, they have a new opening on their staff with Darvin leaving. Um, so yeah. Um, We'll see who who joins their staff with that. I know it's just a coach, but hey, you know, Darvin was an integral part to their success. Like he was, he's been with Bud a long time, and you know those those guys, those assistant coaches, don't always get get the notice that that you know the head coaches or whatever do. But Darvin was a guy that was consistently there, and um, he did a lot of work with the Bucks bigs. I know, um, just you know, to reading you know, things in the media. He, he does a lot of stuff with their, their big, big men. So um, he puts in a lot of time and you know, he gets a well-deserved opportunity with the Lakers. I'll be rooting for him because he's in the West and they don't play the Bucks a lot. Um, just when they play the Bucks, obviously they'll be playing, cheering for the Bucks. But yeah, that's our take on the Bucks. We'll have more takes on the Bucks in other editions and the Packers. They're off season dog days, but they added a few assistant coaches. So we'll, have to see on that. Um, we will talk about that more after this short audio break and wrap up another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Andel. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back into another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Andel, wrapping up a, another edition. We talked about the Brewers. We talked about the Bucks. Now we need to talk about the green and gold. I know it's just the off season and we're in OTAs and there's not a whole lot of going on, but we're going to talk a little bit about the draft, um, how they did in the draft and some of their coaching moves. And if, and you know, they added a few free agents and free agency too. So we'll talk about that. So Stenovich, Adam Stenovich, promoted to offensive coordinator after Luke Getzey left for the Bears, and he lost another lost another offensive Hackett. guy, Nathaniel Hackett, and they also lost Justin Alden. As all these other teams are wanting to steal from the Packers, which is fine and awesome, which is awesome for them. Um, they should be jolly about that, but um. Yeah, Hackett now with Denver. I'll be rooting for Hackett. He's got Russ at QB. Um, Denver's kind of been up and down, um, more down than up. And they needed a, a quarterback that, that's a difference maker. Well, they got in Russell Wilson. He's very good. And hopefully Hackett, obviously an offensive mind, those two can mesh their minds together, so to speak. And um, have a good offense, and hopefully, maybe make the playoffs. Although they'll be playing in a tough division, there's no doubt about that. Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, there's no doubt about that. It'll be probably the best division in baseball, most competitive division in baseball. You mean or, football. Uh, football? Sorry, football. 
That would be the least competitive football. division yeah. in baseball. Yeah, baseball. yes. Football. That will be the best, most competitive division in football. Um, there will be a team or two out of that that's ultra-talented that will buy just the amount of teams that can make the playoffs, not make the playoffs. But they will beat each other up in the regular season, and um, that will be that. So Hackett's there. Getsy's in Chicago, so Getsy and Justin Fields, they're going to try to put together an offensive game plan that can be better than the offenses that they've trotted out there the last few years, which haven't been very good. Spoiler alert. Um, and then Oden, he, I think he went to Denver with Hackett, so he's with that, so good for Oden. But they got Stenovich, and I, I was happy that they retained Stenovich because you, know, you don't want to lose all your coaches. Obviously, you're that good. You're going to lose some of them, given the coaching, you know, cycles that they go through, whether it be coordinator or, or, you know, head coach. So they were able to retain Steno, as he's nicknamed. He was great with the offensive line, which is awesome for them because they can keep that intact um, with their offensive line. And hopefully their offensive line can continue, continue to play well and keep Rodgers upright. So that is that. Basaccia, I like to move there to pay up a little bit for special teams because we all know the special teams problems that they've had in the past. And it was well documented in the divisional game. We all know. So hopefully he can bring a, a new way of thinking to that room because it's been a lot of years of the same thing. And it's like, you got to change it up a little bit. Now they're willing to change it up, which is good. So hopefully their special teams can be good. Um, Maybe make a few plays during the year. Obviously, special teams, it's kind of whatever type thing. You make a, you know, every once in a while, you have a big return, or it's more of a, it's just kind of a little part of the game. But they do need to make it where it's not standing out like a sore thumb. So, um, and it's not a problem. Just hold your own and maybe even go a little bit above that. And then you're good. And hopefully, Basaccia can bring that to, to them. Free agents, they got Sammy Watkins, they got Jaron Reed, they lost Zadarius, they lost Preston, uh, they didn't lose Preston, they retained Preston. They lost Patrick, Lucas Patrick, they lost Shannon Sullivan, Shannon Sullivan and Zadarius went to the Vikings, Billy Turner went to Denver, Lucas Patrick went to the Bears, and he had a weird quote after about how he's, happy. I don't know what he said, but it was, I don't know, he's... Yeah. What do you say, Mark? He said that they have the best history in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something to the effect of that. He, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically most said, "Well, story franchise." It's like, all right. Uh, no offense, Lucas. You're probably a good guy, but uh, Packers are a very story. Bears have got some, got some, you know, things, you know, history and all that. But Packers, man. Come on, come on! Don't give don't give me that. Anyways, moving on. They got Watkins. Hopefully, Watkins can stay healthy. That's a number one. He's getting up there in age, but I think him and Rogers can maybe find a rapport um, and bring bring something to, something to that offense. Because we all know, add to that list, Devontae. They lost Devontae to the Raiders, so. That was something. And Devontae, apparently the Packers had offered this more than the Vegas, and he didn't want to stay. 
He's one of the players, Derek Carr. So, Devontae, thank you for all your years in Green Bay. You're a great guy. Hey, you wanted to play with Derek Carr. Understandable. I just wish you were a Packer. But, you know, when people want to go play with whoever, you got to respect that. And he gets to go play with Derek Carr. Packers got a first-round draft pick and a second-round draft pick. And they didn't have to pay that contract that Devontae got. So they saved a little money in the, in the as well in the process. So, that's what they did with their free agents slash, yeah, free agents. Draft, they got, they kind of, first round, they got Devontae Wyatt. They got Quay Walker. Second round, they traded out for Christian Watson. They also got Romeo Dubs. I think it's um, Dubs. And they got... You know, Samore Torre, who was a late-round pick, but still, he played in Nebraska. Maybe he could be. I don't think he's going to be anything more than a, you know, last receiver on a depth chart. But he put up some numbers with Nebraska. You got to give him up for them. They got some receivers. They got some O-linemen. They always pick O-linemen. They love O-linemen depth. Sean Ryan, they got. So, everybody wanted them to go receiver in the first round. They didn't go receiver. I think that was a lot Due to the fact that Chris Olave wasn't there, you know, Garrett Wilson wasn't there. All these receivers got poached before before they could even pick. Jahan Dotson wasn't there. So I liked what they did. Instead of reaching for a receiver, they picked two really good defenders out of a really good college school. And we'll see if they, they turn out in the pros. But... They got finally an inside linebacker. I mean, they have they have one in free agency, Devondre Campbell, but they finally drafted, is what I'm saying. They finally drafted an inside linebacker who can go sideline to sideline, is agile, who can go with running backs, as that's been a problem with, with the Packers not covering running backs um, out of the backfield. They got a guy like that. Maybe, you know, he's got, he's got you know, to show it first. But if all turns out and he reaches his full potential, think of Quay Walker like Devin White for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How valuable Devin White is to that defense. They need a guy who can do that. And they have a guy who they got in free agency and they retained in free agency and Devondre Campbell. And now they drafted a guy like that. So hopefully those two can be a tandem. I know they also got Chris Barnes too, who, you know, shown flashes of, of brilliance as well. So that is kind of what they did in the draft. I like it. Their defense has the makings of being really good. Um, they just got to put it all on paper or all together. They have it all on paper. They got to put it all together. Um, they got Rashawn Gary, who had a great year last year. Retain Preston Smith, Quay Walker, you know, Devondre Campbell, Chris Barnes. They have a really good secondary. They retain Rasul Douglas, they Jair Alexander, um, you know, Eric Stokes. So they have real, three real good corners. After that is where I'm a little shaky on because if there's an injury, heaven forbid there's an injury, but it's the NFL. So, you know, people get hurt. Um, no, players get hurt. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. Maybe, I know Packer fans don't really like him, but maybe 
make a call to Kevin King. He's still out there and has a four cornerback. That's not bad. Um, they probably won't because I feel like if they would have done it, they would have done it by now. But, and I'm not saying Kevin King's great. He's not. He's just not. He made the awful mistake in the game against the Buccaneers that we all know too well. But when he's out there, he he's shown some flashes of, of brilliance in other situations. If you look at other games, other plays, I'm saying as a fourth corner, not as a one, not as a two, as a fourth corner for depth, a guy who you can trust on, who who knows the system. Maybe because we'll see. Maybe maybe they have an injury or two to the, one of the top three corners, and then it's like, well, you have one corner and and you're kind of in trouble. So we'll see what what they what they got. They what they might do is they might go to training camp and they might see what they got, and then they might add to it. Like, like, for example, the wide receiver room. They have a lot of guys in the wide receiver room who are either rookies or, you know, coming coming on a on a free agent contract or, you know, some some un, unproven guys as far as in a Packers offense that haven't proven it yet because they're all too new. So, um, so, yeah, they might see what they got with, with the wide receivers. And then, you know, I know... Julio Jones is still sitting out there. Now Julio Jones is in his 30s and he's injury prone, but Julio Jones also has played a Matt LaFleur system. Now I don't think they're going to sign Julio Jones because if they would have done it, they probably would have done it by now. But as a veteran player who can maybe, if he's healthy, you know, give give him a give him a run, maybe they sign him if after they look and see what they got in training camp and they, they let guys compete in their like maybe they're like, oh, maybe we need a guy that can that can come in. Um and and add to the room um but yeah they might do that with the cornerback room they might see what they got i know they have some other young guys samar Jean charles a few other guys they lost shannon sullivan so that's the guy that they had that they lost um but they might see what they got and you know maybe they make a call their free agent or, or whatever they do but that's a breakdown of the packers mark What's your take as we wrap up another edition? Yes, a very good job by Big A summarizing uh, the Packers offseason. Uh, just some things to look forward to for a training camp. Um, some different things that you'll probably hear about in the media and uh, sports shows and all that, what, what people are going to be talking about. The first thing, what are what is the offensive line going to look like? Uh, sounds like David Bakhtiari is not participating like normal in these OTAs, which doesn't mean much, but you would like to see him in there. He is obviously one of the best left tackles in the NFL when he's healthy. So it'd be fantastic if he's in there week one, protecting the blind side for Rogers. They lost Billy Turner and um, that's what they call a cap casualty. They would like to keep him, but it's kind of out of the price range for what he was giving them. Production-wise, so Yash Nijman, who a lot of people might remember as a guy that helped back up Bakhtiari, he might be a right tackle candidate. They have a lot of depth at the O-line. Josh Myers, Royce Newman. um, Who's the other guy? John Runyon Jr. All of them are, you know, less than three years' experience. So they got a lot of people to choose from, and like Big A said, 
They drafted a couple linemen in the draft, so uh, who knows? I I am excited to see what happens. I think Adam Senovich, even though he's not the O-line coach anymore, he'll obviously have a huge say in who stars where, so I think they'll be fine. Aaron Rodgers coming back. Um, I know I don't think we've talked about it that much, but um, yeah, it was good that he came back for their prospects this year, and um, kind of interesting. There's all that talk last year about him leaving, and then he actually ends up coming back. So doesn't hurt to have the two-time MVP or two, four-time MVP, back-to-back MVP uh, returning, and. Um, the wide receivers, what are they going to do? Like Adam said, no Devonte Adams, and he got so much of the the lion's share of the work and targets last year, just because he was you know way better than the rest of the pack receivers. What is Matt Lafleur going to do? Um, I kind of envisioned it maybe a little bit like the New England Patriots when they had Brady there, you know, his last five years. You know, obviously, they had Julian Edelman, but they just had a bunch of other guys who they would go to in certain situations and. Look for them to make plays. So Alan Lazard is the, I don't know, maybe de facto number one. Sammy Watkins, I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but it's a low-risk, high reward for him. He only he only offered him a $4 million deal, which is not much for NFL receivers. Christian Watson, I'm excited to see what he does. He's got a lot of talent. A lot of people comparing him to a better version of Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And, um, yeah, Romeo Dubes, Dubs, or however he wants, or however you say it, uh, could provide some good punch in the special teams game. Something else to monitor, the tight ends. Robert Tunyon broke his, I think he tore his ACL in about midseason last year. Where is he going to be? Is he going to be good to go at the start of the season? If not, look for Josiah DeGuara and um, Mercedes Lewis to get a lot of the snaps. Um, not many people are talking about this, but I think the Packers might have the best one-two combination for running backs in the NFL with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And you would hope Matt LaFleur finds some creative ways to use them both on the, same, on the field at the same time. Defense, Joe Barry. Um, you know, talking about a guy who uh, ended up in a much better standing in Packer Nation than at the beginning of the year when people were asking him to be fired. Uh, just you know, just shows people. Just give people a little bit of time. Be patient. I think the first couple games they gave up like twelve red zone touchdowns in a row, and people were freaking out. I was one of them, and I was wrong. I'm happy to admit that. Joe Barry, fantastic performance in the divisional game against San Fran, and now his defense should get even better. How is he going to use the three cornerbacks? Rasul Douglas, Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander. That none of them are really slotted specifically to play the slot. So we'll see what he does. And, um, yeah, look for Shamar Jean Charles. Or maybe Goody has something up his sleeve, right, Adam? You know, he, he likes the uh, late summer pickups. Practice like, squad guys. Practice squad guys. Yeah. We we'll, got uh, Rasul Douglas. For those who uh, might be a little confused why Big A said it like that, there's a video of Aaron Rodgers saying that saying Jair's name like that um, last year. Rasul's name like that. Saying Rasul's name like that, yes. So feel free to check it out. Yeah. Uh, But otherwise, yeah, second year for a lot of these guys in Joe Barry's system, they should know the plays now better, and they should have a better understanding of what they have to do, which should only help increase their uh, standing in the defensive ranks. How are the rookies going to fit? I haven't talked about it. 
yeah, they they really don't draft uh, inside linebackers high like ever. So Quay Walker, I'm very excited to see what he can do. He's really fast, like Big A said, cover running backs, tight ends, whoever. Put him and Devondre on the field at the same time. It's becoming a passing league, so you better have people that can guard running backs and tight ends you know, going down the field because if you don't, you're going to be giving up a lot of points. And Devontae Wyatt from Kirby Smart's defense, Adam, in Georgia, all he does is produce NFL talent. Finally, some help for Kenny Clark. Yeah, It's about time. And uh, I think that should take the load off Kenny, single him up more so he doesn't have to go against double teams all the time. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I think the Christian Watson trade was definitely a gamble. You know, he took away another bite at the apple, so to speak, for a second-round pick. But, but we have like to trust. Guy, you got to go get the guy. Right. You have to trust Goody and his staff that they know what they're doing. Wait, your guy might go. Right. Then the big, then they might have been kicking themselves saying, why don't we trade up for him? Like uh, <clears throat> Justin Jefferson. Uh, but anyways, that's old news. Uh, but, yes, Christian Watson, I'm excited to see what happens there. And overall, Packer fans, I would say buckle up. should be another exciting year. I don't see why. it. And I'm knocking on wood as I say this. As long as injuries don't bite them like crazy, I think they should definitely contend in the NFC. The Rams will be good again. Of course, Tom Brady came back. You Cowboys. know, Cowboys. Um, in the division, I don't. Maybe the Vikings threw up a little bit of a, a challenge, but I don't really see it that that much. So they'll be. They'll probably be in there again. It's just a matter of can they do it in the playoffs. But guess what? There's a long way to go till that, and there's training camp, preseason games, the whole nine. So we're excited to see what happens there. And I know we're going to have a lot of Packers content for you at Big A Sports Show once it all gets ramped up and stuff. And we'll do uh, NFL season preview like we always do and lots of fun stuff on the horizon. But we'll toss it over to Big A to close us out here. Yes, yeah, so exciting stuff for the Packers. They got Rodgers back, which I think is the A number one thing that you, you're happy about if you're a Packers fan. Um you know, when Rodgers was, was going back and forth and being kind of, you know, lukewarm on, on a stance with the Packers, you know, there were all these rumors about there, whether some of them, some of them were true, but some of them were not, were not, whether you, whatever you wanted to believe, he was kind of, I don't know, type thing. Um, but I'm happy that they were able to retain Rodgers because Rodgers gives you a chance every year to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, when he, when he was lukewarm on his future, you know, as a fan, you're, you you got to think both ways. You got to think, well, there's a possibility that they move on from him. So you have to get ready for that. Well, then you got love. Well, there's a reason you drafted love. Now, love doesn't have to play. So love gets another year where he can sit behind Rogers, you know, as they say, learn, learn from the, learn from the teacher, learn from the master. Um, the, the two time MVP, all these accolades back when they won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, other MVPs, all these records, one of the best to ever do it. Um, so yeah, he's back and you gotta be happy about that. If you're a fan, 
of the Packers. I know I am for sure. I know Mark is as well. Um, so he gives you a shot every year because um, it's a quarterback league no matter what. Um, nine times out of ten, you're going to need a quarterback to win um, in the NFL. So, um, yeah, he's back, and they have a, another shot at a Lombardi trophy. So we'll see what they can do. As Mark said, we will have editions of Big A Sports Show coming up. Uh, Mark will be on. I'll have a few other guests. I have a few other ideas in mind of people who I want to get on the podcast. Uh, keep growing this podcast as much as possible. Love all the listener interest, engagement, all that, whatever you want to call it. Um, very grateful for all you listeners out there. We will be getting back to it. Um, sorry for the... A little bit of a, a little bit of a hiatus. I uh, was busy with different things, but like I said before, it's no excuse. Got to get back to it. Love talking sports and always will talk sports. I'm Big A Sports Show, my podcast, and we'll get back to it with periodical episodes. And then obviously, in the football season, we'll hit the ground running with at least one a week, if not two, um, and go from there. And then we'll have other Brewer stuff, Packer stuff, Badger stuff, all the whole nine yards, national, other sports stuff, all that. Best way to get a hold of it, subscribe anywhere you get your, get your podcast and you get alerts whenever I, I post or I whatever, uh, have a new episode rather. Um, so, yeah, we'll go from there and talk to all, to all of you listeners in the very near, near future. So tell all, of, all the people that you know, if you want to, about the podcast, always looking to drive the listener engagement up even more than it already is, which is great as is, but we want to continue to strive for greatness and that's what we want. So until we talk again, thank you all for listening to another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Angel. Have a great rest of your day and you probably already saw it, but the Golden State Warriors won, so the series in the finals is evened up at one and the Cardinals are in extra innings against the Cubs and they're probably going to win that one. So there's your last-minute update on this episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel.